Welcome to The War. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Today we're going to bring you yet another, and probably actually the last of two, sitcom uh, Christmases. This is an episode of The Life of Riley from 1944. The same year the series began airing over the Blue Network, of NBC, which would later become ABC. William Bendix starred as Chester Riley, a war worker working in an aircraft plant. He was a Brooklyn native who had transplanted to the Los Angeles area. And he was simply a lovable lug. Chester Riley had a ton of malpropisms and wasn't the smartest guy around. He always had a good heart for his family and for others around him which made him just a great uh, character. The series was widely successful. The series stayed on the radio for seven years, leaving in 1951. There was a movie uh, version of The Life of Riley starring William Bendix. And there were two Life of Riley television shows. Due to contractual uh, obligations, Bendix couldn't appear in the first TV series. That honor went to Jackie Gleason. And as talented and as great as Gleason was, he couldn't quite capture the spirit of Chester Riley. And so then The Life of Riley had a very successful six-year run uh, on television. Uh, really uh, somewhat forgotten today, but I think uh, just a wonderful series. And uh, this Christmas episode features the series at its best. So here from December the 24th of 1944 is Roswell's A Guest for Christmas. Here he is, folks. During the day, he stars in movies like Wake Island, Guadalcanal Diary, and Lifeboat. But tonight, he's just an old sit-by-the-fire, eagerly waiting for Santa Claus. The first Christmas I remember, I was just a kid back in Brooklyn. Right after dinner, I hid my father's shoes... And at the stroke of midnight, Santa Claus came down the chimney in his bare feet. <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents William Bendix in the Life of Riley. The meat people of America providing a great food for a great nation. Carefully planned months ago by the Army and Navy Services of Supply, carefully packed and shipped by the meat industry and other food suppliers, every American fighter who can be reached throughout the world will have tomorrow the finest Christmas Day meal any nation ever provided its Army, its Navy, its Marines. And they deserve it. And now, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley. Well, you all know the old nursery rhyme, "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." Well, that doesn't go for the Riley house on this Christmas Eve. There's plenty stirring there. Things began to pop when Riley arrived home from the Los Angeles aircraft plant where he works with some news that his wife and daughter found a little upsetting. 
What? You mean to say you invited that Roswell Stevenson here for Christmas? What possessed you to do a thing like that? Well, the reason is... But, Dad, that little drip Roswell will ruin our whole Christmas. The last time he was here, he almost burnt the house down. Well, the reason is... And remember when Roswell hit you on the head with a horseshoe? He said it was for good luck. And still you invite him here on Christmas Eve. Well, why? Well, the reason is... Honest, Riley. Sometimes you do the craziest thing. Well... Stop moving your mouth like a goldfish. Oh, the least you can do is tell us. Don't just stand there. I ain't standing. I'm sitting. I know you like your boss very much, but if you'll take my advice, you'll call up Mr. Stevenson and say you can't have Roswell here. That's what I think. I was brought up to believe that all babies were brought by the stork. I was wrong. The girls must come by parrot. <laughs> Don't exaggerate, Riley. We're listening. Well, I invited Roswell to spend Christmas with us because his mother was suddenly taken to the hospital this morning. Oh. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, gee, Dad. Poor kid must be upset. No, Roswell don't know about it yet. Mr. Stevenson don't know himself how serious it might be and is no use spoiling the boy's Christmas. But won't he find out? Not if we don't blab. Roswell's father made up a story that he's taken Mr. Stevenson out of town over the holidays. So remember, don't let on. Mumps is the word. <laughs> Dear, I I'm sorry I said what I did, but you should have told me. Yeah, you're right. The next time I want to tell you women something, I'll go down to the corner drugstore and phone you. <laughs> Under the circumstances, I'm glad you invited Roswell here. Well, I better go and fix up the cart in Junior's room. Listen, Peg, don't tell Junior about Roswell's mother. You know how Junior talks. Even in his sleepy jabbers. You know what side of the family he got that habit from. <laughs> Dad, what are we giving Roswell for Christmas? It's practically here. Just four hours. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, well, gee, I don't know. All the stores are closed. Well, we can't get each other things and leave him out. I'd give him one of my gifts, but... They'll all be girls. Yeah, you couldn't give them a girl. <laughs> I mean a girl's gift. I know what to give, Roswell. Where's Junior? Oh, he'll be home soon. Oh, Riley, you're not taking away one of Junior's presents? Who's taking anything? When I talk to Junior and explain things, he'll give Roswell the best he's got. Oh, Junior can't stand Roswell. Well, neither can I. <laughs> that Roswell is murder. But this is Christmas. That's why I'm willing to give up one of Junior's presents. <laughs> so you see, Junior, at Christmas time, it ain't what you get that makes you happy. I know, Pop. It's what you give that makes you happy. So this year, I'm going to make you happy by letting you give something to somebody you like. Who is this somebody I like? You like Roswell Stevenson, don't you? I think he's a goon. Junior, that ain't the right spirit. On Christmas, you gotta like all the goons. <laughs> give him presents. I gotta give Roswell one of my own presents? Now you're getting the idea. Well, I got a better idea, Pop. If it makes people so happy to give, let's make Roswell happy by letting him give me something. I don't seem to be getting my message across so good. Look, Junior, 
How will it look Christmas morning, our arms loaded with presents, and poor Roswell sitting in a corner, twiddling his empty thumbs? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll give him something. But what? Oh, now you're talking like my own boy. Now listen, Junior. You, you, you know that little model racing auto that you asked me to build for you? Gosh, Pop. Did you make it on the level? Sure. You know how for the past three months I've been going bowling every Monday night? Yeah. Well, I haven't. I've been working on that model racer over at Greasy Beaster's garage. Really, Pop? Yep. Gee, that's swell of you. Gee, I don't know how to thank you. Well, you're getting too big to kiss me. <laughs> but we, we can shake hands. What's it like, huh, Pop? Well, I don't want to go into any detail because it's a surprise, but it's got everything that a real automobile has got. Tires, headlights, bumpers, license plates, no gas. <laughs> How big is it, Pop? Uh, it's two feet long. At least you can find a place to park it in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, boy, wait till the gang sees that car. Yeah, uh, uh, and, Junior, that little car you're getting, you ain't getting it. <laughs> Roswell's getting it on account of you're giving it to him out of the kindness of your heart. Oh, Pop, no, not my special racer. Oh, Pop. Now, Junior, I ain't got no more time to argue. I I'll make you another racer. I'll start right after Christmas, but right now you, you get busy and change the label on that red box there. Make it say, uh, to Roswell from Santa Claus. Gosh, don't I even get credit for giving it up? Well, we don't want him to know it was yours, do I? Now, Junior, you do exactly like I say. And I'm certainly glad you made this decision. <laughs> Roswell's coming up the steps now. Well, I guess we're all ready for him. I've locked up the ant poison, the matches, and the carving knife. Open the door, Junior. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Merry Christmas, Roswell. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Come in. Come in. Thank you very much. Just put my bags down, Parks. Yes, sir. And your gifts, Master Roswell? Yeah, Roswell. I, I, I've never seen so many Christmas packages. Uh, stick them under our tree, buddy. If you don't mind, Mr. Riley, better let me handle the man. Oh, 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 oh sure, Roswell. Man handle the man. I, I mean, handle the man. Sure. You may take my presents to my suite, Parks. Oh, uh, Mr. Riley, where is my suite? Your suite? Uh, that, that's in Junior's room. It's the cot near the window. <laughs> A cot. Oh, very well. Parks, pile my presents in Junior's room. I can't require them until I leave. Oh, but Roswell, you'll want to open your presents on Christmas when we open ours. I hope we're not going to have a lot of nonsense about this matter of Christmas, Mrs. Riley. Personally, I've outgrown it. But that's no way to talk, Roswell. Look at Santa Claus. He's got a beard and he ain't outgrown it. Now, if someone will please show me to my quarters. Yes, right this way, Roswell. Parks, you may draw my bath. Uh, Mr. Riley, you have a tub? No, that's just the way I'm standing. <laughs> I mean a bathtub. Oh, oh, sure we got a bathtub. Roswell, the stopper is missing, so you'll have to use your big toe. How primitive. Very well, if you'll excuse me. Gosh, he don't want to be here any more than we want him. Have we got a bathtub? I could slap him. Oh, 
Give him a break. He's probably lonely. Fine Christmas we're going to have from the looks. Now, listen, kids. We can't have a white Christmas in California, but that don't mean we've got to have a blue one. So, everybody get merry and stay that way. But what about Roswell, Daddy? You just leave him to me. I'm giving Roswell a merry Christmas if I have to pound the daylights out of him to do it. <laughs> We'll be back with the Rileys and their very difficult house guest in a moment. This is Ken Niles speaking this Christmas Eve for meat. There have been 178 American Christmas Eves since 1776. Most of them have been Christmas Eves of peace. Some have been Christmas Eves of war. There was a Christmas Eve at Valley Forge. There was a Christmas Eve in 1917. And on this Christmas Eve, too, hearts all over the nation are tense and expectant. For the red of this year's Christmas holly once more blends in many American homes with the red of service flags. At this time, the American Meat Institute and the livestock producers and farmers wish to leave only one short message with you. It is this. Our meat people pledge their hearts and hands to furnish all the meat needed and the best meat possible to our fighters on land and sea and in the air. That is the duty of America's meat people. And that is their pledge. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. It's a little later on Christmas Eve, and Riley is trying to combine trimming the tree with a lesson on Christmas good cheer for his wealthy but discontented young house guests. Roswell Stevenson, the son of Riley's boss. Roswell, so far, shows no improvement. Look at Roswell. Look what I'm going to put on the tree now. Popcorn stringers. How exciting. <laughs> yeah, Mom pops it and Bab strings it and Pop hangs it on the tree. And on Christmas Day comes the best part. Oh, you peddle it on the streets. <laughs> no, we, we eat it. Junior, hand me that war bond over there. That's the first thing I'm going to hang on a tree. And I'm going to keep hanging it there every year. Every year, Pop? Yep. Every year for ten years until it's ripe. And then I'll pick it. Pop, didn't Roswell's father give you that bond? Yeah, you swell of them, too. Roswell, I, I hope your dad likes the handkerchiefs I gave him. They may not be big enough. You see, I didn't know what size nose he's got. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one, isn't it, Roswell? <laughs> Yes. I must remember to tell my father you made a joke about his nose. Uh, suppose we forget about it, Roswell. <laughs> Hand me that box of Christmas tree ornaments there, Junior. Oh, here, Pop. Yes. Yeah. Classy, ain't they, Roswell? They're imported. They come from Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn? Isn't that a suburb of the Bronx? Roswell, never say that while I'm holding a hammer in my hand. <laughs> Don't forget, I'm a member of the BPLA. And what, may I ask, is the BPLA? The Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, Pop, can I hang some of the ornaments on the tree? Yeah, but, well, watch yourself now. They break easy. Say, here's one of my special ornaments, Roswell. Look at it. 
Ain't that a novelty, huh? All I can see is a large cowboy hat. Oh, well, well, look closer and you'll see Mayor LaGuardia under the hat. <laughs> Here, Junior, you hang the mayor. Okay, Pop. Oh, watch now, Roswell. Let's see now. What do we have next here? Junior! What you done, you dropped it. <laughs> do it again, Junior. That was fun. I didn't drop him, Pop. He, he kind of exploded right in my hand. Junior, it's bad enough you broke it without you having to make up a story. Mr. Riley, Junior can't help it if he's clumsy. It just seemed to slip through his fingers. It did not. Junior, don't be contradicting Roswell when he's standing up for you. I tell you, it kind of exploded. Oh, come now, Junior. You were careless. It did it. Mr. Riley, let Junior hang another ornament. It'll restore the lad's confidence. No, I'm... I'm not going to take any more chances. I'm hanging the next one so it'll get done right. Be careful, Pop. Uh, Fifteen years I had them ornaments and they never exploded on me. All you got to do is be careful. You show them how it's done, Mr. Riley. Yeah, now, now watch, Junior. You, you see this glass apple? Yeah. Now, first I tied this apple on the tree. See? Now I'm letting go of it very carefully. See? It exploded. Look, I got glass apple sauce. Oh, I know what happened, Pop. I was watching that time. Roswell did it. That is sheer nonsense. He wasn't nowhere near it. No, but he's got BB shot and a bean shooter, and he pops him with that. Oh. Roswell. What's the idea of sniping at our Christmas? <laughs> it's long past my bedtime, Mr. Riley. I think I'll retire. Roswell, come back here. Uh, Roswell, I'm giving you your choice. Either you come back here or I'm going to... Before you finish your sentence, Mr. Riley, may I remind you that my father is your boss and no man is indispensable? Now, what were you about to say? <laughs> I was just going to say, either you come back here or... Else do whatever you was going to do. <laughs> Before I so rudely interrupted, help me pick up the glass, Junior. Riley? Riley? Oh, here I am. I'm just finishing a tree. What's the matter? Did you know Roswell's been phoning to Sun Valley? Sun Valley? You mean that place in Idaho where people go skidding? Skiing. Long distance just called and said the charges on the call to Sun Valley are six fifty. Six fifty? Mm-hmm. For one phone call? If he wants to call up valleys, let him call the San Fernando Valley. It's only a nickel. He also called Palm Springs, Arrowhead Springs, and Murrieta Springs. Listen, I ain't working twelve hours a day to make Alexander Graham Bell rich. I won't stand for it. I, I'm. Hello? Hello, Well, wear asbestos pajamas. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. I canceled the call, please. Hot Springs. That's way back east. Hot Springs. Oh. Oh, Riley, I see now. Roswell's been calling all these resorts to get in touch with his folks. Why, the poor boy's lonesome. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah. 
Gosh, of course. That's why he's been acting so peculiar, even for him. Oh, it's hard for a boy to think his parents deserted him on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Riley, maybe we better tell him about his mother, huh? No, no, no. I, I promised Mr. Stevenson I wouldn't tell. Poor kid. I remember once I was away from home on Christmas Eve. Peg, I'm going to make one more stab at cheering him up. Oh, yes. Show Roswell our stockings all hung up by the fireplace and hang up his stocking, too. Yeah. For a minute there, when he busted my ornaments, I was going to hang up both of his stockings with him in them. <laughs> well, I'll see what I can do for the little guy. Okay, now, Roswell, that place in the middle of the row is where you can hang up your stock, right next to my three. Mr. Riley, such whimsy. To me, you are an interesting survivor of a species I had supposed extinct. Yeah? I'm beginning to appeal to you, huh? <laughs> Mr. Riley, do you actually believe it's true that a fat character with a white beard travels through the air propelled by reindeer? Well, you see, Roswell, it's, it's a kind of a legend that you believe in. Like, like, like believing that your wife's relatives are going to pay you back the dough they borrowed. <laughs> well, I refuse to believe in these childish legends. Roswell, I can see you're a septic. You know, a, a fellow by the name of Dickens once wrote a story about Christmas, and in it there was a character just like you. His name was Stooge. <laughs> Scrooge. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Scrooge. Well, the, Scrooge didn't believe in Christmas either until... Wait a minute. I'm going to read you this story. It'll do you a world of good. Well, if you insist, Mr. Riley. I got the book right here. A Christmas Carol. Huh. The story starts like this. Old Marley was dead. One moment. What is the relationship between this Marley, alleged to be dead, and the character Scrooge, whom you claim I resemble? Oh, well, they used to be partners in business. I thought as much. And Scrooge inherited the business, eh? Right. Now, 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 now let's start over. Old Marley was dead. Just a moment, hey. Mr. Riley. What were the exact circumstances of Marley's death? Well, I, I don't know. Dickens don't say. And, and if Dickens don't know, how the Dickens should I know? <laughs> then what is yeah. your authority for claiming that Marley is dead at all? Okay, then he ain't dead. But at the moment, he's just too stubborn to breathe. <laughs> anyway, what do you care how Marley died? Well, obviously, since Scrooge inherited Marley's business... I can plainly see that Scrooge is going to be accused of his partner's murder. No, no, Roswell. This ain't no murder mystery. It's a, it's a beautiful story about Christmas. You, you see, Marley's ghost comes back and haunts Scrooge. Eh? You and... mean that this Dickens wants us to believe that a ghost actually materializes? And that Scrooge, that Scrooge sees the ectoplasm? I don't know from no ectoplasm. <laughs> they say... They didn't even have blood banks in them days. <laughs> Listen, Roswell, look, I I instead of reading you a Christmas carol, I'm going to do like Marley's ghost did with Scrooge. I'm going to take you all around town and show you how other people do at Christmas. Indeed. Yeah. Only instead of flying through the air like the ghost done, we're going to ride on buses, which is even more frightening. <laughs> I 
Guess you never seen this part of town before, huh, Roswell? I don't want to see it now. Well, I brought you here to learn something. You've been feeling sorry for yourself and lonesome. I, I, I guess you got plenty of reason. But these people are really lonesome. Man's got to be awful shy on real friends before he looks for company down here on Skid Row. But even down here, they're getting ready for Christmas. Look, 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 look in this place. It's, it's a church. A church? It's nothing but an old store. You can't always tell a church by the architecture. <laughs> Remember, Christmas didn't start in a cathedral. Look in here through the door. You want to go in a while? No. I don't care to mingle with people like those. People like them, Roswell, are all members of the human race, which I am also. <laughs> Maybe if you live long enough and learn fast enough, someday we'll put you up for membership. Okay, Roswell, take a gander down this street. That's quite a sight, ain't it? See all them pushcarts lined up? What junk? Yeah, but cheap, Roswell. And people who can't afford no better buy their Christmas presents off them carts. Sometimes they spend the last money they got so somebody won't go without nothing for Christmas. Look at the old man buying a toy, that, that guy in the raggedy coat there. Uh, I suppose some child will consider that toy quite amusing. Some kid will think it's wonderful. Wait a minute. He can't buy it. He ain't got enough money even for that. Probably costs a nickel too much. Uh, Mr. Riley, quick. Let's buy the contents of that push carton and lower the prices. Call that man back. He won't get far away. But that's quite an idea, Roswell. And I wouldn't wonder if you just hadn't bought yourself the biggest bargain that ever come off a push cart. You just bought a piece of Santa Claus. Look, Roswell. See that lighted up window with the Christmas candle burning in? There's a star in the window, too. Yeah. Stars on a service flag. I know the folks in there. They used to have a boy at home to help him keep Merry Christmas. Tonight, they don't know just where he is or when he'll be coming home. But they don't tell each other they're worried, and they keep the Christmas candle burning so that no one will think they're down about it. You want to rest a while, Roswell? We could sit on this park bench here. All right. Uh, huh. Mr. Riley, hmm? you've shown me some interesting places tonight. Did you have a reason for coming to this park? Well... Yeah, Roswell, I... I guess it's time I told you something. Maybe I oughtn't to, but I got a hunch it's the right thing to do. Listen, your father ain't out of town having a good time, Roswell. He isn't? He told you that so it's not to spoil Christmas for you. But I think you'd be happier taking your share of the trouble. Is... Is my father in trouble? Where is he? Where is he? You see that bench near the sidewalk? Under the streetlight. See the fellow sitting in it, all hunched over? That's your father. Why? What's he doing there? Where's my mother? He's waiting for news about her. That building across the street, that's a hospital. You mean my mother's in there? No, 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 no. Take it easy. This is where you either add to your pa's trouble or help him carry the load. Mr. Riley, I want to go to my father and... Wait, I'll be all right. And I ought to be with him. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Sonny. Let me go to see you. You're okay, Roswell. I always figured you was, even though you was working so hard to hide it. Mr. Riley, 
sake, Riley, where have you been? Where's Roswell? He's coming up our front walk with his old man. He found his father? Well, they kind of found each other, more ways than one. Listen, Peg, I got swell news. Mrs. Stevenson's going to be okay. We just heard. Oh. So I, I made him come back here with me now. Oh, isn't that nice. Well, come in, come in, Mr. Stevenson. I've just heard the good news. Hello, Mrs. Riley. Wonderful, isn't it? Here, Dad, take this chair. It's been quite an ordeal for my father, you know. Yeah, but it's okay now. It's going to be a Merry Christmas for everybody now. Hey, let's light up the Christmas tree, huh? Oh, it won't light, Daddy. We tried everything. It just won't light. It won't light? Well, 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 oh. It's got a light. Uh, I wired it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, pardon me. Maybe this will help you. Roswell, what's that you took out of your pocket, then? The fuse to the Christmas tree lights. <laughs> Roswell, Babs, run, put this back in the fuse box so that we can light the tree. Hey, what's going on? We're starting Merry Christmas, Junior. G- give Roswell that present you got for him. No, no, let me give you one, Junior. Here's a big package that says to Roswell from Santa Claus. I want you to have this, Junior. Gee, thanks, Roswell. Gosh, Pop, that's the racer I was giving him. Don't say nothing. Give him something else. Go on. Uh, Roswell, I hope you like turtles because here's what I got today. Merry Christmas. A live turtle? Junior, it's just what I wanted. Merry Christmas. Oh, listen to the bell. It really is Christmas. Merry Christmas, Dumplin'. Oh, the Merry you, Christmas, dear. Mr. Stevenson. Merry Christmas, Junior. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Christmas Dad. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Roswell. Dad. Merry Christmas, Mr. Why are you opening the window? I want everybody to hear what I'm going to say next. Come on now, all together, everybody. From everybody in our house to everybody in your house. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! Before Riley comes back, I want to say... Merry Christmas to the mothers and wives of America who have cooperated so splendidly in choosing available meat cuts when their favorite meat cuts were scarce. Merry Christmas to the stock raisers of America who have raised the greatest quantity of meat animals in the history of our country. Merry Christmas to the meat packers of America who have prepared and processed the greatest tonnage of meat on record, even though more than 75,000 of its skilled workers have gone to war. Merry Christmas to the meat retailers of America, who have worked hard and fairly to make the meat supply go around. And Merry Christmas to the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association, which accepts this statement. Meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. And now, a word from the star of our show, Riley himself, William Bendix. With a terrible war plaguing the whole world, this is not a very merry Christmas. In too many places, the lights are not shining tonight. So perhaps now is the time for all of us to pledge our hearts and our hands to the cause for which our brothers fight, to freedom, to justice and equality, for all men of goodwill everywhere, so that one day soon, we all once more may share a Merry Christmas. Riley next week at the same time. Riley throws a New Year's Eve party with hilarious results. William Bendix plays Riley by arrangement with Hal Roach. This is Ken Nile saying, see you next week. 
And don't forget, stay tuned to the Blue Network for Keeping Up With The World, which follows immediately. This is the Blue Network. 7.30 KECA, Los Angeles. Transcribe. Your signal dealer gives the best of service for your car to keep it running smoother and help it last the war. Cars last longer, service signals wave. So change to friendly signal dealer starting in today. Welcome back. I really uh, enjoyed this episode. What I think made it so great is how they never got far away from the future, from the humor, which made the show work, even as Riley was teaching Roswell this important life lesson, informing him that he might be able to join the human race if he uh, stays on good behavior. It is worth noting that I think that during the war era, Writers uh, gave Riley a bit more respect than they would in later years because of his position as a war worker, which had him. Ha- and th- in this, these episodes, he had a stronger relationship with the management of his plant, which we see play out in this episode. All right. Well, tomorrow we take a listen to what American forces heard one Christmas during the war. You'll want to uh, be sure and listen. Because uh, in this case, uh, the American people that day got to listen in. We'll tell you all about it tomorrow. If you would like to share your experience or that of a loved one during World War II, please email your stories to box13 at greatdetectives.net. We'll consider all stories to be shared on the air. We also welcome your suggestion as to future programs. This program is dedicated to those who fought and died in World War II and is presented as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net. The opening theme is The Heroic by Ken Curlin, kenkerlin.com.